welcome to Critical Thoughts. I'm your host, Adam Schwalbe. 1992, and on the streets of Lagos, Nigeria, a street war between the police and the military breaks out. Caused by the death of an army officer at the hands of the police at a toll booth, the ensuing street battle causes many police to resign. And as one might guess, um, this lack of law enforcement leads to anarchy and looting in Lagos. The police met in police, discussed how to combat this, and what they ended up with was a special task force specifically to combat armed robbery, SARS, or Special Anti-Robbery Squad. Now, what is SARS? Obviously, I have just told you um, what it stands for, Special Anti-Robbery Squad, and again, its goal was mainly to combat armed robbery. But since their founding, they have been shrouded in controversy in their early days from the from 1992 to 2005. Uh, there were several instances of people being brutalized at the hands of SARS. Uh, this certainly did nothing for their public reputation, but in the past few years, and by few years, I mean since 2010 around, um, there's been an uptick in um, human rights violations, so much that Amnesty International in 2016 released a report that I would like to quote right now. Quote, the Special Anti-Robbery Squad, a special branch of the Nigerian police created to fight violent crime, is responsible for widespread torture and other cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment of detainees in their custody. Amnesty International's research shows that detainees, both men and women, are subjected to various methods of torture and ill treatment in order to extract information and, quote, confessions. Such methods include severe beating, hanging, starvation, shooting in the legs, mock executions, and threats of execution. Amnesty International's research also shows that SARS officials involved in the torture and other ill treatment of detainees are rarely held to account and in some cases are transferred to another location to avoid punishment. Again, this came from a 2016 report by Amnesty International. The long and short of uh, this is that Nigerians certainly have every right to feel uh, angry and bitter at their police force, and especially the uh, special anti-robbery squad, for literally uh, stripping their rights away from them. In 2017, this anger at the theft of their rights um, led Sagun Awosanya, I apologize if I mispronounced that, to start a movement to try and end SARS. And this, at first, um, caused only scattered protests and obviously government backlash. The government was going to do nothing about it. So they took it online and they started a hashtag on Twitter, hashtag end SARS, which, just so you know, is still active today. Um, it's still very active, especially now with the resurgence that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. Um, so they created this hashtag um, and started organizing online. So after this, um, there was another enormous wave of protests, and they finally won a concession. In 2017, Nigeria agreed to reorganize SARS. And with 
The protesters partially peased. Everyone went home. Until October of 2020. Around this time, there was a huge, enormous resurgence of anti-SARS protesting, and it seems to be sparked by a social media video of two innocent young men being shot by SARS agents. Uh, presumably, the SARS agents wanted to steal one of the men's cars. So, essentially, they are... What this video shows um, is SARS agents taking part in the activities that they were designed to stop. And as we speak, there are a second wave of protests going on. The most recent high-profile incident has been the uh, Lecky Tollbooth Massacre, which is absolutely horrendous. What happened was there was a peaceful protest at a toll booth on the road, and this is a very, very large peaceful protest. Emphasis on peaceful. Everyone seemed to be in good spirits, but there was a dark side to this protest. Almost as soon as it started, satellite images show the military being mobilized from their nearest base. And around, I believe, 1 a.m., the military showed up and fired into the crowd. Based on the most current information I could find from the BBC, two people were confirmed dead as a result. Um, of the Lecky Tollbooth Massacre, but several more have certainly been suspected dead uh, because of this atrocity. So, needless to say, the situation in Nigeria with SARS is absolutely horrendous. The law enforcement, which is designed to, or which is supposed to, protect the rights of individuals, is now taking them with reckless abandon. This mm, slightly mirrors something that happened in the United States, actually. I'm, of course, uh, referring to the protests over police brutality uh, in the during the summer of 2020, especially that sparked by George Floyd. So these are obviously, they're protesting far less brutality and far less human rights violations than what the Nigerians are. But it's interesting to see that all across the world, countries are having uh, the same issues, issues with policing, and policing reform. So what does this conflict um, with SARS mean for Nigeria's future? This, on this question, I will be purposefully very vague. The last I made a prediction was with in the Ethiopia episode, and considering the federal government has just captured the Tigray region back, captured their capital, um, I was definitely very wrong in my assumption that bunch of countries would intervene, and it would turn into a huge bloody civil war and dissolve Ethiopia. And considering how wrong I got that last prediction, I will not make a prediction about Nigeria. But suffice it to say, Nigeria does have some stormy seas ahead in terms of policing and unrest. Finally, I will end this episode in a way that I have not done before. I would like to make a direct plea to the listeners to please consider helping the protesters uh, fight SARS. Even if it is just as simple as signing some petition somewhere or tweeting out your support for hashtag NSARS, not letting the hype die away. And on that somber note, thank you for listening to this episode of Think Critical. I have been your host, Adam Schwalbe, and I will see you in the next episode.